Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today I talk about episode two of season three, Love Among the Ruins. I just finished it, picked up my recorder, and here I am to talk to you about this episode. It was, it was an interesting episode because the title, Love Among the Ruins, what does that mean? You know, is it, is, it, it obviously has a double meaning. In other words, Love Among the Ruins must be something before it was a title to Mad Men. It sounds like it is like a, a, fav, a famous, you know, uh, work of literature. I don't know. Um, I have no idea. But in this story, Love Among the Ruins almost means like trying to find something among the chaos that's going on. And I'm, I, I mean, I literally just watched this episode and I'm trying to think, where did we start? Where did we go? Where did this episode go um, as far as um, all the characters? And, of course, as I'm saying this to myself, I remembered, where did the episode start? It started with Anne Margaret singing Bye Bye Birdie. They were watching it uh, in Sterling Cooper office um, because Pepsi really wants a commercial like this for their diet drink, Patio. I have no idea if Patio is a real drink. I typed in Patio Diet Cola, and the first thing that popped up was Mad Men, so I ignored it because I didn't want to read anything that would spoil what's coming. Um, Once that's all said and done, then I'll go back and see if it's actually a real drink. But they basically want the exact type. um, They want to rip off uh, that scene from Bye Bye Birdie for their commercial. And all the guys think it's great. Uh, and Peggy's like, you know, but this is a drink steered towards women. And why are we watching a woman dancing? Like, like that's, that's a commercial almost for men. And I think it was Ken who's like, oh, Peggy, you don't understand. You're not fat anymore. She's like, oh, thanks. Um, let's stay with Peggy. Why don't we stay with her for this, for this part of the story? So, because I feel like she was looking for love among the ruins. Hmm, huh? Good title. Uh, so... Peggy seemed bothered by this, the fact that this, is, this isn't the right story. This isn't the right thing to do. And actually, Ken said, well, you can tell them that if once we get Pepsi on board. Um, but right now, I think it's, we give them what they want. Uh, she didn't like, she doesn't like that idea of you know, placating to men for a product that is geared towards women. Uh, but then it was weird because later on, she's... Um, walking through the office and she hears Joan like just kind of, you know, a little flirting with the guy saying, oh, it's as crowded as a subway. And the guys are laughing and she's like, oh, it's not real though. My husband doesn't let me ride the subway. Joan's married now, right? Because I heard Roger say Mrs. Harris, I think. Uh, And then later on, Peggy uh, tries to talk to Don about it. And Don's like, look, um, this is, this is, Aaron Margaret is what men who men want to be with her and women want to be her. And I know that's not right. I know that may not sound right to you, but that's the way it is. And she was like, you know, is that real? You know, she didn't really like that, but he, he said something cool. He goes, you're, you're not making art. You're making arguments. I think is what he said or something like that. You're trying to convince people. Um, basically he said, and he said, leave some tools in your toolbox. In other words, what I got out of it is, um, look, it may not be the right message, but it is the message that will work. And that's what's more, most important to them. Not being the, like, oh, like this is the correct way to, to, to market this. No, this is the 
this is the most successful way to, to make this message and to get across to people. And that's what their job is. And I think that was his way of telling her that, um, which I don't think she was very happy about. Uh, later on in the episode, she is starting to walk home and sees a bar and was like, you know, I think she was almost like, if, if am I going to let me try to be one of these women? Um, actually, there was a scene where she's in her apartment. And she starts singing the Bye Bye Birdie. You know what? I, I oh, when I saw that part, I thought, does she does she wish she could be one of these women? She sees Joan so easily talking to men. She sees Anne Margaret dancing, and this is what all the guys want. And she's sitting there going, you know, that's not real. That's not me. That's not who I am. She's singing in front of the mirror, Bye Bye Birdie, and it's like. I could be that. Couldn't I be that? I want to be that. Why am I not that? These are the things that I, I'm thinking are going through her head while I'm watching this. Because she seemed to be singing in the mirror and she didn't seem to be completely loving it. It was almost like she thought, I could do that. Uh, and I think she finally said, I'm going to try to be what a guy wants. And goes out to a bar and just basically flirts with a couple guys does the same line that Joan used about the subway, meets up with some young college kid, and basically, uh, you know, he find, she finds a rando. And it was weird because the guy's like, you have cab fare? He goes, what are you talking about? I live around the corner. He goes, oh, that's right. He does. I thought that was weird. I thought, oh, my God, are they setting her up? Is this some kind of lie? I don't know. Nothing came from it because next thing you know, they're back at his apartment getting it on. She's like, do you have uh, protection? He doesn't. So she's like, oh, I can't do this. Well, there's other things we can do. And he was like, yeah, all right. Um, and so whatever, they mess around. Next thing you know, she's kind of sleeping in his bed. She gets up and he's like, you know what? Uh, are you leaving? Yeah, I have to get to work. Are you, um, are you, uh, you know, I, I come to this place often. She's like, oh, okay, that's great. And she just wanted to get away from him. But back at the restaurant, it's funny. She said, uh, he, I work at an advertising agency. And he's like, oh, you girls and you're typing. Because his first assumption is you're just one of the secretaries. She didn't correct him. She didn't put up a fight. She just said, I work for a jerk. It was almost like just her saying, you know what? I do work for a jerk. And I think the jerk was Roger. And I'll get to that. I think. Um, but uh, at the end of her episode, she kind of, she... Uh, Don comes into an office, sees her typing. She just gives him a look and then comes out and says, you want to talk about uh, Pampers? He's like, yeah, sure. And they just go to sit down and the episode leave. The episode ends. To me, that means business as usual. Life's going on. Peggy, I think, has found something and is accepting something and is using it and is moving on. And wow, it's not like I'm fully filling up. Do I sound like I'm filling up? I've been fatally a cold and... Um, you know, it's not, that's why my voice is a little deeper, a little cooler. Also, I went to see a band called Striper in concert last night. So I've sang a little, so I've got a little deeper voice. But anyway, I digress. I'm, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent. I don't want to. Roger and Peggy met in an elevator. I'll get to that by going backwards. I'm talking about Roger's story. Roger and Roger's in his office and gets a, a note that your your family's here. I think his family. It's his wife and his ex. Well, I mean, his ex-wife. I almost said his wife and his ex-daughter. It's his daughter and his ex-wife. And why are they there? They're there because they need to talk about the wedding. The wedding that the daughter didn't even want. And Roger's like, look, I'm paying for this. That's the way it is. Um, 
him and he and uh, his wife, which I can't believe I forget her name right now, Margot. Uh, they were a little short with each other. He has a drink. He goes to have another drink. She's like, Roger, he goes, you forget we're not married anymore. Uh, but the whole thing was they got there early before the future son-in-law was there because they really am embarrassed of Jane. And I think the daughter said, I didn't go to her wedding, so she, she shouldn't have to come to mine. So does that mean that Roger and Jane already got married? I feel like I, I don't see a ring. I didn't see a ring. And it was glossed over really quick, but I guess they're already married. Um, so, and, and the daughter is like really, uh, is Margot the daughter? No. The daughter is really upset because she's like, she's young enough to be my sister. It's embarrassing. Um, and he's like, they're like, we think you should at least, you should go sit Basically, they're saying they don't want her there, but they was like, if she's coming, you guys can go sit way over there and I'll sit over here with the in-laws. Uh, the mother will sit over here with the in-laws and her date. Uh, and even though Roger left her, he was still annoyed hearing she had a date and hearing who the guy was that she was going to the wedding with. Um, then the son-in-law comes in and he's like, hello, sir. Hi, 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 boy. And they shake hands. They look at a uh, invitation. She's like, I can't. He goes, I can't wait to tell Jane. There's a little way of digging it in. Um, later on, he's at a bar with Don and they're kind of, uh, they're, they're talking about it. He was like, he just made a line where he's like, they're basically, they're, they're going to be the death of me, this family. Uh, and then at one point he's in an elevator with Peggy and he's like, uh, you, you're, you're a girl or you, you let me ask you something uh, as a young girl. He's like, excuse me. He goes, but he said like, he almost said like. He was giving her credit. He goes, you don't have that dumb look on your face like all the other girls. And I just thought that was hilarious because Roger puts his foot in his mouth all the time. And even when he's sincere, he comes off like a real jerk. Uh, there's a lot that happened in this episode. Um, there's a whole thing. So let's go down to, I think that's it for Roger. So let's go to Don and Don's family. Don's the man. Don's the draper. Don's the draper. That doesn't make any sense. Um, and what did we see in Don? Don basically had uh, family and work he had to deal with. Uh, Betty is upset because Don, because her father-in-law, she hasn't heard from him in a while. For her, I'm sorry, her father, she hasn't heard from in a while. And uh, she, she, he's not well. He may, can't be well. Let's have him visit. She's getting guilty. She wants her dad to visit. Now, this came up in a conversation after dinner. They went to dinner to to go out with the one of the British guys, the kind of the liaison for the the London uh, branch, and her wife, his wife, I should say. And his wife was a real jerk. Every comment she made was like how much she hates New York. Even though later the guy was like, "Oh, uh, your wife was was brilliant, and he she made my wife very happy." Um, I, I'm all over the place, but I don't care. That's how I talk. That's how I roll. Uh, they just went out to dinner to kind of meet and that's, and, you know, hang out and kind of, you know, not talk business, but just kind of bond a little bit. And then that's afterwards where Betty said, I think my dad should come. The dad and the, her brother and her brother's family all came to visit for a while. And, you know, the dad just says a couple of things where you could tell that he's not his, his Alzheimer's or his, his dementia has, has got a little worse at one scene, he's trying to empty out all the bottles because he's afraid that, you know, he's bootlegging and the uh, the police are coming uh, during a prohibition. Another point, he, um, 
talked about how he clogged the sink somehow for some reason. I don't know how. Um, but it was just little things where he, you could see that he wasn't quite all there. So long story short, short um, the son has his idea. Put dad in a home, sell our house to pay for it. So he's basically saying, sell our house, put dad in a home, and we'll take dad's house. That's what I got out of it. And that's what Betty got out of it, too. And she said, all you care about is the house. And at one point, um, she lets Don know of these things that he wants to put her in a home. Uh, and he, all he cares about is the house. And Don does the, the stuff that makes me love Don Draper. He takes, he goes, hey, uh, takes the brother into a room, closes the door and says, this is what's happening. He's going to live with us. He's going to keep the house. You're going to go home and he's going to keep the car and you're going to go home. And I was like, um, he was like, excuse me, it's my dad. He goes, this is what's happening. He basically told him, this is what's happening. You're leaving. You're leaving the car. You're leaving his house. He's going to live here and that's it. And it's going to be your idea, and you're going to tell your wife, and you're going to tell your sister this, and that's it. And then you're going to go home. And he's like, how am I going to get home without the car? He goes, there's a bus or whatever. You can call the taxi, call the bus. Yeah, it leaves in two hours. The, he intimidated the hell out of this kid, and it was awesome. This guy's 30 years old, and I don't know how old Don's supposed to be, but he just like he told him, this is what you do, and this is what's happening. The guy came out, told his sister, told his wife, and then they went and told, told dear old dad, and uh, now the dad is living with the Drapers. I don't know how long this is going on. It's, these are things that you don't know. I, I had no idea that there was a dad um, that may become a semi-regular as far as at least this season. You know, I don't know how much longer he's going to live. I have no idea. So it, it adds an, another wrinkle to uh, the family situation. And I'm excited because I like Don focusing on his family. I like Don being a family man. You know, maybe this season he won't branch out, but I'm not so sure. So at the end of, at one point towards the end of the episode, Don uh, is with his family at a Maypole ceremony uh, for May Day. It's, it's a real thing. I, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it at colleges uh, in, in Boston. I've seen pictures. That it st- I think they still do it to this day. Uh, and there's a young teacher there that's telling them about May Day. And Don's looking at her and she's dancing around with the kids. And then he starts kind of rubbing the grass a little bit, the same grass that she's running barefoot in. And my first thought was, oh, no, that's going to be Don's next conquest. He's got his wife pregnant, and that's Don's next conquest. Ooh, at least that's my first thought was. I hope it was maybe just a little more innocent, like, um, like ooh, she's pretty, and that's that. But I'm afraid not. Now, he's got his wife pregnant at home, and she's doing everything she can to affect this child by constantly drinking wine and smoking. Every time she did that, you thought, at least I thought, oh my God, this is how it really was then. I, I have a, I remember my mother telling me that uh, her, when she was pregnant with me, she, the, da- the doctor said, go home, put your feet up, have a glass of red wine. I turned out fine. I mean, this was the 70s, so I don't know if, I'm sure it's different now. Now when you watch a TV show, um, if you see a character isn't drinking, that's like the first clue of, oh, she might be with child. But uh, back in the 60s, it didn't matter at all. You could drink, you could smoke, and you know the kids will be fine. Don't worry about it. 
uh, that was really Betty. Betty didn't have Betty was in this quite a, quite a lot, but she was basically there, worried about her dad. She was there um, to yell at her brother, and I basically I covered all that. I think I covered Peggy, I covered Roger, I covered Don, but there's still more going on. There's stuff in the office going on. So the the two kind of business uh, accounts that were going on were. Um, Number one was the patio drink, Pepsi. Um, and I don't know where they're going with that, but they're probably going to do some kind of commercial, probably going to do exactly what Pepsi wants and deal with it later. And then the other one is Madison Square Garden. So they're building, they want to build a new Madison Square Garden. They want to tear down, I think, old Penn Station, build a new thing. This is what I got out of it. Um, I don't know much about the history of MSG. I know that it's been kind of moved and been built a couple times. So I'm assuming this is historically accurate where they want to build a Madison Square Garden. They want to tear down what is currently Penn Station, I I guess. And they're getting a lot of uh, flack. You know, this is already, I don't know if this was like when the start of people protesting everything happened in the 60s, but people are protesting because they don't want their culture to be torn down for something new and shiny. And they had a meeting for this, and Pete and Kinsey were in the, was in the meeting, and Kinsey was basically playing the bad cop, um, being the opposition, talking about all these, you know, basically how bad it sounds, why it sounds bad, and that rubbed the MSG people the wrong way. So much to the point where they were really pissed, and they needed to uh, get kind of it all sewn over. Sewn over? They needed to get it warmed over. So that's when the British guy said, Don, Roger, you need to take this guy out, wine him and dine him, and sell him on what you can do and what the point is. And they, they did. Don was magical again, basically saying, look, you're not going to change people's minds. And if you, if you are worried so much about it, it shows that you're guilty about it. You don't want to be guilty. Change happens. And this is the way it is. It's, you're bringing in a new modern Madison Square Garden, I, a new modern New York. I was in California. Everything was new and clean. New York is in decay. And we're bringing in something new. So, interesting. New York is in decay, like the ruins. Meanwhile, Donna's showing love to Betty by bringing in her dad. Peggy's looking for love. Um, Roger's dealing with the love of his daughter and the love of his wife and having to deal with that. Lots of love among the ruins. Interesting. Uh, and she, he, they seemed to convince the Madison Square Garden guys, which was uh, great because this was a huge account. And But he says, I don't want Kinsey working on this at all. At all. I don't want this communist guy working on it at all. He's like, that's fine. Flash forward to back in the office and there's Pete and there's Kinsey in the office and Don's like, you need to keep a low profile. But you are working on this. Um but then it all ended. The the London fella came in and says, oh, Don, may, may I have a word with you? This is me trying to do a British accent, it is. And uh, Don's like, sure. And everyone left. He's like, I have some bad news. Um, the Madison Square Garden account is dead. And someone just dropped plates in the next room. The Madison Square Garden account is dead. And Don's like, what? Why? I think they said it was a conflict of interest for London. And it's like, what does that have to do with London at all? 
Don's like, it's not just Madison Square Garden. It's getting, it, it, there's, then the, that'll lead to hotels. That'll lead to the World's Fair. That'll lead to businesses around this. It could be 30 years of business. And the guy's like, I understand. And, but this was a directive. We have to close this out. Uh, and Don's like, why did you even buy us? And the guy's like, I don't know. I was like, oh my, oh my God. Like this guy is in a bad position too because he's not corporate. He's just the, the kind of go-between between London and New York. And Don just opens the door and says, tell, tell Pete that Campbell that New York is, that Madison Square Garden is dead. Now look, I'm all over the place in the episode, but I think I covered everything. Peggy had her problem with the Diet Cola, had her problem with the commercial, had her problem with uh, basically how maybe people see her and tried to change that by going to have a one-night stand. Don has to deal with um, people screwing up with Madison Square Garden, then Madison Square Garden being taken from him. At the same time, at home, he's got a house full of people that he doesn't really want there, and he decides to kick some of them out but keep one of them there as his father-in-law is going to live with him. Betty's really happy about that, but she'll still sit back, have a glass of wine, and smoke while she's pregnant with her daughter. Even they went out, even when they went out to dinner uh, with the British people, she still uh, drank there. No one bad said I because no one knew then, I guess. Roger, meanwhile, is upset because he has to deal with uh, planning his daughter's wedding when the daughter is barely younger than his own wife, who we haven't seen yet this season. Um, and as I said, Madison Square Garden's dead. Oh, and they also, British said they lost a, uh, an account. Was it the Campbell's Soup in, in, in Europe account or something like that? Which, I'm like, are they, are they going to start hemorrhaging accounts? Um, like, is, it gonna be, is this like the beginning of something bad? Why did London close Madison Square Garden? Why did they lose this? I wonder if this is going to lead to something bigger and more. And uh, Bert was pissed that he had to come all the way down to the office to learn that they lose, they lost an account. He's like, this is, this is advertising. If I have to come down every time I lose an account, I'll wear all the carpet. He likes to walk in bare feet, remember? Yeah, I think, I think I covered everything. Pete was just, you know, there wasn't a lot of Pete in this one. Um, there was, you know, little Harry talking a little bit about commercials, little Sal talking about Broadway. Um, but I think, and also I don't think Sal liked the way that Ken said to Peggy, um, you, you're not fat anymore. Seemed like Sal was like, you know, that's insensitive. Um, I think that covers it. I think that covers it. My friends, thank you once again for listening to this episode. Wasn't it fun? Wasn't it really good? And my voice is so smooth, so silky right now, even though it's stuffed up and I'm probably annoying you. Friends, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you very much for listening and subscribing. If you are a subscriber, please head out to iTunes and leave a review. iTunes reviews are my lifeblood. In fact, we have a fairly new iTunes review that I just noticed last week, and I just want to give a shout out to A.M. Ballard, or A.M. Ballard, five stars, and, and uh, they wrote... I'm really enjoying the podcast. I recently watched all of Mad Men this past summer, and I was happy to see recent recaps of the shows. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, sir or madam. I appreciate it. And you know I'm going to keep it up. You know I'm going to keep going. You know every Friday there'll be a new episode. And you can follow me on Twitter at MadeManPod. At Facebook is Fans Not Experts. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash MadeMan. We're available everywhere podcasts are available, including Anchor. 
check out Anchor. They're the service that I use to host this podcast and give it out to the world. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. I think we're on Stitcher. I think we're on Google Play. I think we're on TuneIn. We, you, you are finding us because you're listening to us. So the fact that you're listening to us means you already found us. So I don't know why I'm telling you where to find us when you've already found us. But that's just what I do. Friends, Romans, countrymen, thank you for listening. This Sunday is a big day in my life. I'm running a 5K. Uh, it's the Super Bowl 5K, which means afterwards I get a big Super Bowl of chili. But more importantly... The Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. I know you don't care. I know you're not listening to this for football. I know that you probably hate the Patriots. I love it. And I love them. And this could affect how my next episode is. They'll be, I'll be back next Friday, but I could be like this. Um, here I am talking about Mad Men. I'm not very excited. Or I could be, hey, everybody, I'm really happy. So it all kind of... Um, uh, the future of this podcast uh, is very beholden on Sunday. Not really. I just wanted to throw that in. Folks, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for continuing to come along on this weekly journey as I learn all about Mad Men and go on a quest to become a made man. Fans not experts.